Welcome back, everybody, to the Prescribing Truth Podcast. I'm Jamal Bandy. Um, I'm not going to be before you alone today. Uh, happy Reformation Day to you and your family. It's been 501 years since Martin Luther nailed the 95 Thesis on the Catholic Church's door. And so, um, yeah, we're going to have some indictments of our own. As a matter of fact, lately we've been um, going over Woke Church by Eric Mason. Um, dealing with a couple of topics through there. I've just been finding points within the um, book that I feel is very important to address and that I think people need to hear. Today, we're going to ask a simple question. Should social liberation be included in the proclamation of the gospel or as a gospel issue? So on page 44 of Dr. Mason's book, he says some Christians believe that to include social liberation and justice in the gospel is to preach a different gospel. Others believe that to exclude social liberation and justice as part of the gospel is to deny the gospel. So we're going to ask the question, should social liberation be included in the gospel? Now you say with Jamal, he says social liberation and justice. Well, see, that's the thing, folks. Um, it seems like Dr. Mason and others on his side seem to keep misrepresenting um, what we're saying as far as being against social justice. No matter how many times it's defined, no matter how many times we present the argument, um, they never deal with the argument that's given. They always resort back to the straw man. The straw man is that we're not for justice. Matter of fact, later on in the book, he's going to say that some view dealing with justice as um, a liberal thing or liberal topic. So we believe, as always, as all Christians should believe, that justice is defined as God would give it. Um, he's the standard, um, and clearly uh, God is a just God. So that means that we will have a sense of justice because we're made in the Imago Day. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Um, the problem is that justice has been abused. The term justice has been abused to mean something by which God would not warrant for Christians to be dealing with. And so, and it's evidenced by this idea of social liberation. Now, we're going to define social liberation. Um, and, and man, please, guys, stop with this. Oh, we know how we see how it's defined, but that's not how we are defining it. We already seen how uh, Dr. Eric Mason wanted to redefine or redeem the word woke, yet it's not redeemed. If you want to view my uh, critique of that, check out the video I posted probably about a couple weeks ago now. Um, I may have it um, pop up somewhere. I may not, but check that out if you want some understanding with that. So obviously words are not being redefined and even... Um, some who argue social, when they say social justice, they're not meaning um, things centered around conflict theory, which is a Marxist idea. But it boils down to it that it really is. It really is uh, based off of Marxist ideals. Conflict theory. There has to be conflict. And so, anyway, let's, let's look at this. Social liber liberation. Social liberation. What is social liberation? Now, just like you guys like to do with social justice, you like to break them apart. Well, we're going to, we're, let's break apart social liberation. So we know social as always, like you guys use with social justice. Hey, social is dealing with how we react uh, to one another socially. 
um, our interactions with one another, so on and so forth. But now, let's look at liberation. What does it mean to have liberation? Look at that. So, liberation, the act of liberating, the state of being liberated. Fine. A movement seeking equal rights and status for a group. So, in time of this, you have women's liberation. They're searching for equal rights and status for a particular group. This is the birthing of uh, what we know as feminism. Um, women having right to vote and so on and so forth. I mean, yeah, that's great. But then when you have feminism, basically it's like, hey, let's get, let's get rid of the gender roles completely. Let's remove it completely. We're all on equal footing. You know, it's not, it's not a man's thing. It's everybody's thing. You're not, you know, um, man ain't got to be the head of the home. The woman is the head of the home, too. I mean, they're equal footings. No one's the head. But we won't argue that as far as Christians, right? I mean, we won't go that far, will we? Concerning social liberation or liberation, what have you. Well, social liberation, think about that. Equal rights and status for a particular group. Here, the example that was given for liberation is women's liberation. Well, Dr. Aaron Mason gives us social liberation. So let's look at social liberation. It says social liberation is defined um, as all efforts to effect real and lasting change in the social systems that constrict and restrict via systemic and institutional oppression all of our lives. The key to this statement is that it advocates for real and lasting change, not short-term change, that can be undermined when circumstances change. And so that's what we're talking about, social liberation. So in order for there to be, a, for us to have social liberation, we have to acknowledge that there is a system, there, there's social systems that constrict and restrict via systemic and institutional oppression. So before we can go forward with social liberation, we must we, we must see that there is oppression, systemic oppression, institutional oppression. Okay, we gotta we have to see that. The issue is that uh we that when when asked, hey, where is this oppression? Where is this 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 uh where is this stuff that, that constricts and restricts? What what we see is not stuff that just affects one group or one ethnic group. It affects everybody. Um like far as laws and stuff like that. Now, if this, if we were having this conversation, maybe decades ago, where we've had, um, you know, you had the uh, anti-literacy laws for blacks and uh, blacks couldn't vote, women couldn't vote, so on and so forth. Those were institutional and systemic laws and policies that constricted and restricted. I mean, that was literally what that those things did, and then. Now those changes have happened. Not only has there been, uh, not well, it didn't. Well, hold on, let's go back. No, yeah, it was a temporal change. I mean, that change is still lasting. Women still have the right to vote. Blacks still have the right to vote. So on and so forth. Blacks can read without worrying about being punished. People, white people, can teach black people how to read without being punished. These are things that were like systemic and institutional biases. Um, but there's been change. So now, 
there's also the argument of saying, well, you're saying racism doesn't exist anymore. No, racism is a matter of the heart. So, no, I'm not going to say racism doesn't exist, you know, but I do deny that it's a systemic issue. Now, the burden of proof lies on you guys who take that view to prove that there is a systemic oppression going on that would require social liberation. Um, yeah. And so, so we talk about justice. Justice has always been a part of the gospel because the gospel centered around God's justice. We deserve justice, right? We sin against God. We deserve wrath. That will be just. That will be God giving us justice. But he provided his son, gave his son to die on a cross for our sins. And that was him satisfying his own justice. God did that. Satisfied his own justice. Um, for nothing that we've done, it was all on him. And we praise God for that. But that's the gospel. That's the good news. So no, it's social liberation within that. Well, in this sense, no. No. If, if you, have to, you have to be able to see where there's oppression. And then to be able to say, okay, what can we do to make those changes? But the Bible never promises us that in this world that there will be no oppression. There will be no issues between people. No systemic issues if we was to give that we're not promised that in this world we're promised that these things in this world will pass away and that we have an eternal hope that we look for and i know they're like well so even though we're in this world we still hey we can use our voices we can do this well praise god yes you can and praise god people have and praise god people still do but for what some people are arguing for injustices aren't injustices i'll give an example I'm going to do, a, I may do a video reviewing this, this interview, but Dr. Mason was on the Jude 3 Project um, probably uh, some time ago, and it just aired today, um, being today's 31st. And he's, one of his issues, or one of his things that he saw as being uh, people showing partiality in the system is that some blacks can't get loans. Like, there, you know, some people don't have access to loans. And he was arguing for, hey, we're not, I'm not preaching um equal outcome you know but or redis redistribution of wealth but equal opportunity to get you know what I'm saying to earn on the same levels which is basically the same thing um you know that's still so they're still preaching socialism and i don't know if he realizes it or not um but he but the example he gives is you know having access to loans blacks not having access to loans i've received loans <laughs> what blacks were talking about that can't receive loans. What what policy within these loan systems are saying, hey, restrict these blacks from getting loans? What what is that? You have to show that. I mean, I've gotten loans. As a matter of fact, I owe them back. My wife, she's received loans and she owes money back. I mean, people get black people get loans. And it's not just the rich and well off who get loans. I'm not rich and well off. I'm not. And I still receive loans. My credit is decent. So what do what happens? Loan places they have to they have to manage they have to measure the risk. Some blacks don't get loans because they don't want to take the risk. I mean, you think about it. If you have money, and somebody asks you to borrow money, what are you gonna do? You try to think, okay, am I gonna get this money back? You know, before you loan it. Now, as Christians, we're called to give and not expect anything back in return. But we're not talking about Christian businesses. We're talking about loan places. You want loan people to basically give money without assessing the risk. No. And if they assess the risk and think that you're not a good fit, they're going to deny your loan. 
or deny you what you want. They probably act, give you a like a little bit. You know, that's what they that's what they're gonna do. That's business. But that was the example he gave as far as not having equal opportunity. You know, that's social liberation. Equal rights. See that? that, that that's liberation. Equal rights and, and status. Because, see, if you have the same status as the next person who may have done right by their money and got good credit, well, then you can get the same kind of loan they get. What's holding you back? It got to be the color of your skin. Can't be anything else. It has to be because you're black. Got to be. My dad, African-American, shoot, people were throwing money at him. Know he, they know he pay his bills. They was trying to give him money. I mean, I mean when, you, when you do well with your money, them creditors be trying to give you money. Them loan officers, they want to give you money because they want the money back. They want interest. That's how they make their business. But if they don't think they're going to get their money back, then they're not going to do it. Anyway, rant over. So, social liberation. Is it, should it be part of the gospel? Is it, it should it be included? Or is it already included? See, that's the thing. We're arguing for one side says if it's included, it's preaching a different gospel. Another side says if it's excluded. So one is arguing that the gospel already contains this. Where in the gospel proclamation, or in the because see, the thing is, the Bible says the gospel is the power of God for salvation. So where in the gospel is it that we're preaching, hey, okay, once you once you believe and trust in Christ and you turn from your sins and put your trust in Christ, then hey, now whenever somebody wants something, you make sure you give. You make sure, you know what I'm saying? Like, or hey, now you go on these systems and they make sure that they you make sure they they make sure they they giving everybody the same thing. You know what I'm saying? You keep saying it's equal opportunity, no, the equal opportunity is there. Everybody can go out and fill the application out. Everybody can submit the application. And everybody's gonna get a background check. Everybody's gonna get a credit history check. Equal opportunity. This thing is, everybody's credit not the same. Everybody's history is not the same. It's more than just the color of your skin. It's not the same. More than that. Is that included? Oh, I'm arguing no, it's not. Is justice included? Yeah, because the thing is, justice definitely, justice as God defines it. Because as a born-again believer, I don't desire to do injustice towards my neighbor. I desire to live justly in this world. Boom. I mean, I think, that's, I think that settles that part. I think that settles that part. Once again, for those who argue that, for Dr. Eric Mason, for those who agree with him, in his book, page 44, for social liberation, if, that's what, if you believe that social liberation is, should be included in the gospel or is already a part of the gospel, well, I'm, I'm sorry, you're going to need to have to show and prove where is the systemic and institutional oppression. And don't tell me it's because people ain't teaching about black people in their schools. Because in the world, in the world of wealth of information, nobody's telling you you don't have the right to look up who you want to look up. And we don't have the right to tell a school what they should or shouldn't do if they started it. Don't. You either go to that school or go to some go somewhere else. You have a choice. You don't have to you don't have to go to a, you don't have to go to that school if they're not teaching on black theologians like you want them to. That's not oppression. That's preference. You choose where you want to go. Don't tell me that oppression is because blacks aren't getting loans, especially when you can't tell me the reasons why they're not getting them. And that's blanket. That's a blanketed statement. You have to show and prove with somebody actually 
refuse somebody to get a loan because of the fact that they had a, a black skin tone or dark skin tone, brown skin tone. You have to prove that. And that means you have to actually do some work and look at some situations, some instances when it happened. Now, you show me the instances where it has happened that I'm alongside you, brother, sister. Do you hear me? You find those instances where there is, where is racism happening. You find those instances where there is oppression happening. And I'm right there beside you. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I mean that. Because as Christians, we, we do stand for justice. We do. We do. The burden is on you. The burden is on you to prove the injustice. Man. Anyway, I thought it won't be long. Should social liberation be included in the gospel? Or is it already part of the gospel? That is the question. Thank you so much for watching. Um, hey, if you want to get in contact with me, please call me at 801-980-6333. Feel free to email me at prescribed.truth at gmail.com. If you find this content helpful and you want to support this ministry further, please, please, please partner with me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash prescribed truth. All those links and everything else is in the description below. And I thank you very much. Look, remember, this world is full of errors, but the only thing that the doctor prescribes is truth. Blessings.